welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome back. Oh my gosh, you guys, you are going to love this episode. Like if you have been looking for some marketing strategies and just knowing how to launch an online course, top tips to growing your audience so you have massive sales, get your notebook out because you are going to need to take notes on this one. So today, guess who I'm interviewing? It's a man. (laughs) Paul Thompson, he is so incredible. He has built an online business empowering six, seven, and even eight-figure business owners to create and sell online courses. Specifically, he's helped entrepreneurs at all levels to share their expertise in the online space, scale their business, and make money while they're at it. He's an Australian native currently living in Bali while traveling the world He has been featured in Forbes, Thrive Global, and founder of the Online Course Creators Hub. Paul continues to pave the way as one of the leading industry experts in course development and marketing. Ah, this is so exciting, you guys. You are going to love, love, love this. Go grab your notebook, unless if you're driving, then please don't. But let's go ahead and dive in. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Unstoppable. I have a super special guest for you. You're not going to guess what? It is a man. <laughs> you, it's our first man male on the podcast, which is so exciting. Maybe we will have more of them now. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much, Brooke. It's an absolute honor to, to have that title. First, uh, first guy on the podcast. That is yeah, uh, so that's a pretty is- cool achievement. <laughs> I'm really stoked about it. This is Paul Thompson. He's going to be telling us all the good, juicy information. But Paul, why don't you just start by telling us, I don't know, just about you, how you got to where you are today, your journey, your story, all the fun facts. That's, uh, yeah, I would love to. Uh, so I was born in Australia. I lived there all my life uh, and yeah. was a teacher. Uh, first of all. So I taught in high school and I taught drama and music, some pretty fun subjects. Oh my gosh, um, that is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got into technology, um, trying to implement tech in education. I would go around speaking to events. Then I started leading like uh, schools and teams and things like that, um, which got me into tech. So I left school for a tech startup um, mm. that was in the social media space uh, called Buffer. I don't know if you know, it's like a social media yeah. scheduling tool. So I worked for two years uh, remotely and that turned me on to, hey, I could actually work from anywhere in the world. Uh, Mm. So I decided to go traveling. Went traveling. Um, I was planning on this world domination tour. I'm going to go everywhere. And uh, my first stop from Australia was Bali and I met a girl and uh, fell in love. And that was like, that was it. So 
um, yeah, I worked uh, with her. I left that job, worked with her. Uh, she's in the business coaching space and um, built up uh, her business. I helped with like marketing, um, all the programs and courses and the operations of the company. Mm-hmm. In developing the courses and programs, I found that people had uh, this need. Um, coaches in that space didn't really know how to take what they were doing in their one-on-one and group programs and turning yeah. it into offline courses coming from education and having a background in marketing and a tech mm-hmm. nerd. It was like this perfect storm of events. So, yes. I, uh, <laughs> like, ta-da! Yeah, yeah, it just <laughs> happened. So I dove into that and just started building that business. Then um, it, yeah, I got uh, featured in Forbes in September this mm. year. And that was like the, the hockey stick growth. Uh, it just exploded mm. from there. Um, now I'm currently, so the business is helping online entrepreneurs, coaches, agencies, consultancies, um, build and sell online courses. I have a team uh, based across the world of designers, developers, copywriters, tech support, uh, and we do everything from course curriculum, uh, the yeah. technical implementation, adding in all of the connecting little bits, um, and then the course marketing. So launching it, wow. funnels, landing pages, lead pages, emails. That's the the juicy stuff, uh, and and that's where I am now. I'm here, first guy on the podcast. <laughs> First guy on the podcast. Well, welcome again. We're happy you're here. This is awesome. So there's so much juicy stuff to dive in here, right? Well, number one, I have to go back to personal life. Do you now have plans to like travel more? Are you like stuck in Bali for a while? (laughs) So the good thing about stuck in uh, being in Bali is it's only four and a half hours away from my home. Uh, My family is in Australia, right? It's not across the world for me. It's a quick flight and I'm back in Australia. Um, That's awesome. So it's a really great hub um, here. Bali right now, especially in Chenggu, where I live, uh, is absolutely booming. Probably every three months, there's a new co-working space getting built. There's so many entrepreneurs here. Um, And it's a good base. It's right near Singapore and Hong Kong. We can fly Mm -hmm. to literally any major city in the world. So my plans for travel uh, this year coming up, the only two places that I want to go, actually three now, I'll tell you a little bit about that story. (laughs) I want to go to the snow. I want to go and spend a month in a chalet wedged in the side of a mountain covered in snow. That's the first oh one. Um, the second one, I want to go to Vegas uh, in okay. um, May. So never been. That's that's on the plan. I've it'll got a really business warm. trip. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, will it be? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to stay indoors then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to stay indoors in Vegas. Bummer. Um, and then it'll be April in uh, Budapest. I've got a, a bit of a business mm. that I'm starting up over there. And then lastly, my friends last night just uh, announced that they're engaged and they're having their oh, wedding in Italy in September. So oh, yeah, it was so a mushy dinner last night. I know. It was really, really <laughs> sweet. So I'll be going to Italy in September. That's so exciting. I asked that. I have to keep you in my back corner for when I go to Bali one of these days. I have a one-way ticket to Italy right now. Um, I'm taking, I'm actually going to Vegas in like two weeks. I'm going to Italy in like six weeks, but who knows by the time this podcast comes out, I might, I'm probably going to already be in Italy. So in that case, I'm like, okay, super fun. That is awesome. I was like, let's, let's hear about your travel life. Like where do you want to go? So that is super (laughs) awesome. So I think the first thing I really want to get across, because I know a lot of people want to create passive income, especially in their Mm. online businesses. I feel like courses are such a good way to do that. So for, for someone who doesn't have a course or who's like, how do I even do that? What does that even look like? Like, what is my first step? What advice would you have for them? Yeah, that's such a great question. I mean, it always starts with the people that you're trying to sell the course to, your audience. You know, yeah, who are you serving? Absolutely. 
uh, once you get clear on that, the type of person you're serving, their skill level, their demographic, you really get to understand your audience. And that goes hand in hand with growing your audience, right? Mm -hmm. So you're delivering that content, you're working on whatever else is bringing income and revenue into your business, whether that's, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching or group mm -hmm. programs, but you're getting to know your audience. Yeah. Once you get there, you know what they want help with. You can spot the solutions. You can see what they're struggling with. Then um, you offer them uh, solutions to that to validate the need for a course. So if it's in a, say, a business coaching kind of model and uh, someone wants to create a, a course to go alongside their business coaching mm -hmm. uh, uh, service, instead of launching a how to build your business course, maybe one of the things you hear a lot from your clients is I'm struggling to get clients. Like I really, I'm, I can't find anyone. No one wants to pay for my services. Yeah. So instead of going broad, go really focused. Say, okay, I can create a course on how to get more clients or yeah. I can create a course on how to you know, reach more people uh, or ideal audience members. By doing that, then you know that there is a need for your audience. You can solve it. Uh, and then you go through and um, create that course. Now, create the course, gee, that's a pretty broad topic, uh, <laughs> but it's quite simple when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just that you have to work backwards. So what is it that you're mm -hmm. trying to get them um, to solve or the transformation that you're trying to get your audience through is the first step. Then work backwards. What are the steps that needs mm -hmm. to happen along the way to get to that point? Those yeah. steps, those incremental steps, they're your lessons. Right, And if you group those lessons up together, they're your modules. So within one afternoon, sitting down with your notepad and pen, you've sketched out the entire framework for your course. It's not something where you're like, ah, I don't know what to teach. I don't know how to put, you know, my coaching practice into a course. You don't have to think about that. You know, you just have to answer really, really logical questions. What do they need help with? What steps do they need to take to get them from where they are to where they need to be? Voila. Yeah. I think it's so brilliant how you can just like break it down like that. People, I see so much in the online space. Personally, people are like, how do you create, you know, courses so easily? That's because I put a lot out all, all the time. I, I'm constantly creating new things and I'm like, smart people just tend to overthink everything. We think that things have to be so hard and it, it, we can allow it to be so much simpler and easy. You just broke it down. You're like, these are the steps. Here you go. Go make a course. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not only that, they, they want to make it more difficult than it is, but they also have a fear of perfection, right? Yes. This is a course. I have to make it perfect. Um, it's got to be rock solid and things like that. And there's so much yeah. anxiety and pressure on themselves. My advice to that is ship it, mm. right? Make sure that it is uh, good enough. Ship mm -hmm. version one. Right, just get it out there. Get some people through it. Um, one of the, my favorite models that I see in launching courses, especially for people who either don't have a huge audience yet uh, or are still yeah. building it and processing it, is that beta launch model or the inner circle VIP, um, whatever you call it, where it's essentially you get people to enroll in your course at a heavily discounted price mm -hmm. uh, on the condition or that transaction that they give you feedback as you create um, other components of the course. And at the end of it, they give you a testimonial. So you might say, I've got 10 spots that are going to be 80% off the course. You get those 10 people to come in. Uh, so instead of selling your course for $1,000 um, mm -hmm. or one little hack, 
remind me about this hack. Yeah. I'll come back in a second. But instead okay. of selling the course for a thousand dollars, you sell it for two hundred dollars. So uh, for those ten people, that means you've got two k coming into your business. You've got people walking through a very very small but still effective version of your course. Right? It still works. It does something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you feedback, and then you have ten testimonials. Then you got to relaunch it again. You have these beautiful testimonials of this course that you've now improved, and it's yeah. incremental. You know, even with the biggest launches, um, I'm working in a launch right now. Our aim, our goal is 395,000 uh, wow. for the launch. Awesome. And even at this launch, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, um, it's, it is poetry in motion. I really, really love yeah. it. We've got team everywhere on staff at the moment and it's just all hands on deck. But yeah. even at these massive launches, it is still a test. It's still a trial. We're still testing subject lines. We're still testing Facebook ads. We're still testing the, the even the content, the rollout and the distribution of the mm-hmm. content. And this is in a multi-million dollar coaching business, right? Mm-hmm. So it's don't feel that need to be, oh, it's got to be perfect. Uh, I can't ship it because, um, I don't know, it's it's not ready yet. I mean, yeah. at every launch, no matter what level, we're always um, yeah, just ship it. The one thing I was going to mention before um, about yeah. that beta launch so uh, a lot of people uh, with the pricing of the courses, they either undercharge, you know, they charge like $59 for a course, horrific, mm. or they charge, you know, $3,000 for a $200 course, right? So there's two edges of the spectrum. My advice is if you're doing a beta course and you wanted to sell your full course for $200, uh, name your price at, you know, $800 in the beta and say that I'm going to invite you in for $200 for the course, right? Give the impression it's marketing. Give the impression of value um, uh, first before yeah. you get to that point of um, like losing out on money, right? Because Absolutely. we're we're all in the industry to to make money. We're, we're running businesses, so don't uh, undervalue your your content and uh, forego kind of revenue and sales just to get people in the course. Yeah, I think that's huge. Like stacking the value, like letting people know what they are going to be receiving. There's no, here's the thing. When it comes to our value, it's hard to put a price tag on that to begin with. It's like, how do you even price something like that? So I think it's awesome to be able to to stack that and say, you're getting this much for like, this is like 10,000 worth of value, but you're going to get it for this money. You know, people are going to be like, oh, ah, like tell me more. And people exactly. are totally going to be excited. I love this. Okay, so let's talk about launch strategies. I'm sure you have some amazing, amazing secrets up your sleeve. <laughs> what are your like maybe top few launch strategies that you don't see people doing that they really need to be doing? Yeah, stop selling your course. Uh, and I'll explain that. Okay. So what I see people <laughs> during launches uh, when they're trying to sell their course they talk about what's in their course. They talk about all of the modules. They talk about all of the lessons. They talk about all of the bonuses. They talk about what they're going to do in the lessons, what they're going to do. And like, it's just selling like what's in the course. Hands down, that will not sell your course. And I'll give you an analogy of how this works so you kind of get the idea. Say we're selling a a fat loss course, right? Mm -hmm. And on the sales page, we get there. And this is how most courses that I see from uh, people out there at the moment that try to sell a course, right? You go Mm -hmm. to the sales page and the sales page says, fat loss course, in this course, you are going to cut down and restrict your Mm -hmm. calories beyond belief. You're going to have to get off the couch and do exercise. You're probably going to have to cut out alcohol and drinking. You'll lose friends. Your social circles will change. People will judge you for making these decisions. It's going to be really hard. You'll lose sleep um, and then you'll lose some fat. Who is going to do that course? Right? Right. So here's the answer, right? This is what good marketing or good launching is. 
in that course, that sales page, you get there. And it talks about in this course, you are going to learn, um, you will uh, end up walking into a room and turning heads. People will gaze at you and say, wow, you look so beautiful. You look so handsome. Gee, you're looking awesome. You'll have the confidence to be down on the beach. I can take your shirt off and wear a bikini again, or you'll be able to run up the stairs with your kids and play. You'll be much more healthier. You know, all of those things. You sell the solution, right? You sell the transformation. If you keep on talking about what's in your course, people don't want to know how hard it is to do that. Yeah. Yeah. If they did that, then they would just do it, right? So they want to know right. the transformation, the solution that you'll get them to. So that's probably exactly. blanket rule 101. That's copywriting. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sell the, the transformation, not the actual work. Um, then I think in terms of launch strategies, there's probably two models uh, that I explore the most uh, through my launches. And the traditional model that we see a lot of people do at the moment is um, getting people into an email list, marketing them, direct marketing with emails, and, um, and then selling the course to them. Mm-hmm. Is, is usually we give away some kind of free value to um, uh, a uh, an audience. So whether that's uh, freebies, um, a guides, checklists, mm-hmm. um, or a webinar, you know, uh, we give mm-hmm. them some kind of content and free value. And what we do then is we capture an email address and then we put them through a sequence of emails uh, mm-hmm. that warms them up, lets them know about the courses coming, um, and it puts those people who have t- taken those freebies onto what we call a wait list. Now, a wait list serves two purposes. One, um, for the customer or the client, uh, that wait list means that they will get uh, value. So if you're on the wait list, instead of paying 10 grand, you'll pay two grand, you know, for whatever. If you're on the wait list, you will get an extra $7,000 worth of bonuses mm-hmm. when you purchase the course. Only yeah. people on the wait list get this, right? And you're doing that coupled with giving away the free value and all of the content that you're giving them um, for free, right? So that's the mm-hmm. purpose for that. For us, the purpose of getting them on the wait list is refining that list so we know the people who we are sending these emails to are absolutely focused on your course. They just want, um, they're interested and they they want to know more about your uh, course or program and that's who we're going to sell to. Um, After that wait list, we put in like a bit of an early bird section um, to give them a little bit of hype and let them buy yeah, uh, and then go to full price. That's like the the traditional model that we're seeing. Yeah. The new uh, model that we're seeing is probably only works uh, if your business has a bit of capital uh, up your sleeve. So a lot of the mm-hmm. bigger coaches and clients um, use a paid advertising model, which is essentially uh, running Facebook ads to videos. And uh, the video is targeted to your uh, ideal client or audience. The format the video goes something like this. Um, if you are my ideal client, so if you are insert ideal client and you are struggling with problem that client is having, um, and you are feeling insert emotion of how they're feeling, mm-hmm. then try this, mm. right? So yeah. through that stack um, or that format of introduction, you are automatically self kind of uh, selecting who the audience is that are watching this video. Yeah. So if you are ideal client, so anyone who's not ideal client drops off the video. If you are struggling with this, anyone who's not drops off and they're feeling anyway, it doesn't really matter. Now they're personally mm-hmm. invested, then try this. So the people who watch the majority of the video, whether that's um, 30, 40, 60% of the video on Facebook ads, they go into a bucket um, in Facebook, um, like a pixel where we can retarget those people. Um, And then we send out another video a little while later. Ah. Second video, same format, (laughs) that retargeted list, right? And then the people out of that list, then we just send them to the offer. So we cut mm. out the email list, the freebies, the options, the things like that. Um, the, it's it's a lot cheaper, a lot more effective, 
um, and we can just go straight into kind of selling um, to people in that process too. Yeah. You're actually expanding your audience, right? You don't do mm. that to your audience that you have now. That is just your your cold audience per se. Um, yeah, so that's probably the the other model um, that we we use for launching. No, I love that because it's such a great tool for all different types, right? So for someone who's just starting out or starting their first course, well, they probably want to go the freebie route or the webinar yeah. route, and you know, kind of take that avenue. Unless if they have extra money that they do want to start marketing to cold audiences and stuff too. Like it just depends, I guess, on where they are. Um, so some people who's listening here might be like, okay, well, I don't even have a big audience yet. So how do I even grow my audience in order to be able to sell? Right? Because the, the rule of thumb is that people buy between one and 2%, right? One to 2%. Is that, has that changed or is that still the yeah, same? Yeah, I'd say I'd go even one to 3%. I'd, I'd loosely okay. kind of just edge that up a little bit. Um, yeah, but one, 3%. So if you have a thousand people, you're going to get between 10 and 30 sales, um, on average out of right. your list. So if you have a hundred people on your list, you'll have one to three sales is, is generally the, the industry standard. Right. Um, yeah. So how do you build your audience? I mean, that just comes down to the content that you're, that you're putting out, you know, being consistent mm -hmm. online, sharing value. Um, a lot of the ways that I see people getting started originally is getting into people's Facebook groups. Um, it's still yeah. a very, very uh, lucrative spot to be in. Um, mm -hmm. to share content value in there, create conversation, spark interest, um, and get them to your own community. Uh, find yeah. one way to kind of shuffle them into your own space. Absolutely. Because once you, once you uh, like own that audience, then you can do whatever you want to them. You can send them videos and mm -hmm. emails or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, as quickly as you possibly can, um, build up yeah. that community. Whether that's on Facebook in groups, whether it's on Slack, whether it's on Boxer, like create the group mm -hmm. um, where you can bring them to, whatever you're most comfortable with. Absolutely. And I think that people don't understand the power of a group still, like whether, whatever, wherever that group is located. Because what I always teach, you know, my clients is that you, you are then the expert. People are looking at you because you're the leader of the group and the speed of the leader is, is the speed of the game. So if you're like, Hey, look at what I've got going on. I'm going to present myself as an expert. People are like, people are going to message you and be like, Oh, Hey, I, I heard you talk about this. Can you, can you ask me, can, what about this? What about this? What about this? And so I think that's so, so powerful. Oh my gosh, that's so good. So how, like, who do you guys usually work with? Do you work with people who are more so beginners or do you work with all levels or do you work? Cause you just said you had a goal with someone who it was a very, very significant goal. It was really, it was killing it. Right. So yep. who, what kind of people do you work with? That's a really good question. So I actually have kind of two demographics um, okay. of my ideal clients. Uh, my first ideal client is the bread and butter of my, my agency, my business, right? They are yeah. high profile uh, coaches, consultants. Um, they have, you know, what is it like 10, 15 grand to, to spend on uh, course development and project management uh, within their team. And so with that investment, they've got to be making a sizable income. So usually six figures a month, um, they're mm -hmm. pulling through their business. Um, because they just want someone to create the asset. So that's like the top level. But then sure. under that, I mean, in all of my free content and everything that I put out, I'm not serving those coaches, right? Those mm -hmm. people, they already know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. My content is for people who are trying to get started. And the reason yeah. for that is I am building up a, an audience of people that as they develop through their growth in their business, and when they yeah. get to the point that they want to uh, create courses, then I am there. My name is synonymous with online courses. When people see online courses, they're like, hey, I know a guy. I think this Paul guy and I'll tag him in it. Right. And it's mm -hmm. just Paul Thompson courses, Paul Thompson courses. Mm -hmm. and I'm just building up this, this recognition, this brand awareness. 
um, uh, on a lower tier offer, um, I just do consulting, right? So people hire me, if they can't hire me to actually do the course, they pay for my time for me to tell them exactly how to do it, when to do it, what to do. Um, Then for people who are, so that's like my kind of lowest tier offer is just basic consulting. And then um, from there, the next one up is, uh, is almost like a, I don't know if you like it, like a coaching kind of product where I just, I walk them through the whole process over an extended period of time. And that model is the same with every, every kind of coaching business or call, online course business, right? Because there are three types of offers that you can um, give off. And there's only three. One is that I will show you how to do it. And that's mm-hmm. usually a course or like they'll just teach you, teach you something. So, and then it's a minimum lowest tier offer. I'll show you. The next one is I will do it with you, right? So that's mm-hmm. your coaching, your one-on-one, your group right. program. And then the third tier, the highest is I will do it for you, right? And so I come in with, I do it for you. If they can't afford that, then they go down to the next bracket. Okay, I'll just show you how to, I'll I'll do it with you. You know, I'll walk you Mm -hmm. through it. If they can't afford that, then they go down to the next bracket. Okay, I'll just show you how to do it. I love that. Um, And those are the three tiers. Yeah. Well, and it's important to just even people can take away from that. It's like, okay, if they're starting their own business, it's so important to have those three different tiers. Those are things that they can offer in their business. That's things that they can do too. So um, I do have a question. So I'm a huge rule breaker. I don't really, (laughs) I'm kind of one of those people that's like, yeah, everybody's doing all all their other thing. What is your advice though? Um, I feel like there's so many people talking about, okay, well, you shouldn't start a course until you have X amount of following. You should do one-on-one first. You should do this first. And I kind of did my own thing. And I think that's what really worked for me. For those of people who are like, okay, I want to follow some kind of a pattern, some kind of uh, what I know works. When Mm. do you suggest someone starting a course in the first place? Yeah. So this is like the, the biggest like not not sin, but this is the biggest thing that I see happening or uh, going wrong yeah. with online businesses. Uh, people get a little bit of traction. It starts working. They get revenue in their business. Then they're like, ah, okay, I'm going to try 17 different other things now. I'm going to sell products and go da, 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 da. And, uh, and they all kind of like fizzle out and then they get really stressed and they're mm-hmm. overburdened and they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. My business is growing. I've lost all my time, blah, blah, blah. Then the thing is like, okay, well, let's have a look at your Stripe account. Go back the last 12 months. Where did you earn the most money? Okay, it was in September. Let's have a look. What what gave you the most money in September? Oh, it was mm-hmm. one-on-one coaching. Okay, well, let's do more of that, right? And then mm-hmm. like, cut out all the other stuff. Let's just focus on that. The biggest rule in, in growing any business, I believe, is whatever is working well, do more of it. You know, it's just pouring fuel on the fire. You don't have to stick to any um, like strict set of rules. So for me personally, right. So I'm an like online course guy. Yeah. Like 20 grand a month. I'm earning from just marketing stuff like Mm -hmm. launches and, um, and branding and things like that. I don't even advertise it. Right. It's just people come to me for Mm -hmm. that, um, for that specific skill. So I know, like, I'm not going to say no to that. I mean, does it serve my business? Sure. Like it's the same thing I'm doing, but it's not like something that I offer. Right. And traditionally I, what I see in a smaller level is people like, Oh, there's people asking for this. Okay. I'm going to create a brand new business and a whole new logo. I'm going to do all this now. And they just Mm -hmm. take their attention off it. It doesn't need to be like that. And, uh, and the other thing is, you know, with, with coaching, one of the the best models I heard from, um, a, a friend in the industry, we were talking, uh, trying to help a guy uh, kind of start his online coaching business and things like that. And, uh, and he was thinking about programs. He's like, how do I price my one-on-one offers? How long should it be? All that kind of thing. And she came in, she said, you know what? I think coaching should be like, I take it a lot more simply. If someone asked me to coach for them, I simply ask them, would you like um, for six months or 12 months? They tell me, okay, six months. Would you like one call a week or two calls a week? They're like, okay, one call a week. All right, this is the price. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like super simple. And it just cuts out all of this. I have to package now and put it on a sales page and yeah. all that kind of thing. And it just takes away that pressure um, while you can just focus on your business. If you're producing those content, people are still going to reach out to you. They're still going to mm-hmm. see those, that movement, that way forward. So just, um, yeah, make it a lot more simple on yourself. You know, try yeah. to just uh, allow it to come in, right? Just receive it instead of trying to like, okay, you just wait there. I'm not going to receive you. And I'm just going to hold you there mm-hmm. while I do all this stuff. And then I'll take you in, right? It's just so backward. Absolutely. I think just following the fun, right? Like following mm. what feels good. Like if it's working, it's working for a reason. Why is it working? What like, you know, and, it, and for what's not working, why is it not working? What needs to shift? What needs to change? What needs to morph? Right. And it's following, like, if this is not fun, then maybe you shouldn't be doing that right now. (laughs) Following the joy. I think we forget to re we all start businesses because we have a bigger vision. We have a bigger dream or a, a legacy that we're meant to leave, you know, depending on the scale of what people believe in. But it's like, I think we forget that this is supposed to be fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure, right? You're building a lifestyle. You're building that, yeah. that, um, that life around your business. Um, yeah, not a business around your life, not your life around your business, okay? Exactly. So if you're feeling overburdened or overwhelmed and things like that, make some changes, right? Cut yeah. down on the other stuff that's not making you money uh, or... Uh, double down on the stuff that is and you know and think about some like passive stuff like the courses uh, you asked yeah. a question a little bit earlier that we i don't know if we actually got to answer you we were talking about people with smaller audiences and yeah. when to kind of launch their courses um one thing that i'm a huge advocate of and this is a little bit against the grain um but you know whenever like i do uh, live streams and i'm part of like one of the experts for the thinkific team right so this comes up all the time um mm-hmm. in all of our um content People want to create a course without actually creating, you know, they want to just put some dot points on a sales page and sell that uh, and sell before they build. That's the Mm -hmm. premise. That's like the really easy way to generate revenue. For me personally, um, I don't believe that's ethically good. Right. I (laughs) I believe that now let me, it's, it's okay. Like if you're doing it, fine just hear me uh, out like, like i'm not, guilty you're, no, you're, not, you're not getting condemned but, like, not in trouble. a bad way i know what i'm talking about but i like to yeah. like i like to be creative in the process that's more so my yeah, mind yeah. yeah and i and i love that i i really do so here's my here's my point um and then i'll i'll explain okay i'll yeah. explain my vision first and then yeah. how this uh, things in i'm in my business as it currently stands now is is not um actually what I want to be building, right? This is just adding like as a vehicle to grow what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And so my whole mission and why I'm doing this is because I see uh, in the online, the coaching space and in the online course space, people creating content and um, doing coaching services that aren't actually helping people. And they're taking exorbitant amounts of money from vulnerable people who expect to be learning or growing in some way. And they're just not right. It is. And there is no governing body across the world. There is no one who can come in and advocate for the clients. And there's no one that can come in and keep the, um, the, the coaches or the business yeah. owners accountable. And I want to create that, right? Yeah. I want to create a fair space where um, clients and customers can feel confident that when they are buying into a course or into a program that they are actually getting the value that they're paying for. And also mm-hmm. I want to create a space where coaches are delivering really high value, um, their best work courses. It should be fair on both sides. Right. Um, uh, and I kind of want to create a, yeah, a body and it's, it'll be like an, a, maybe like an accreditation or like, I don't know what the format of it is mm-hmm. yet, but it's going to be a space where, um, 
if you go to this kind of this area, this space, you will know that coaches are good. Customers are good. Everyone's happy. We're all earning money. We're all growing. So that's like my grander vision. So if yeah. I water that down, one of the problems that I see uh, with people just putting out the dot points on a sales page and selling that, um, they call it an MVP. So minimum viable product, viable product or a minimum viable course. Now, it's not actually because if someone buys that, they're not actually going to get anything, right? They just give you the money and then it's just crickets. You're like, okay, this will be available in two months time. Like once I build it, you can get access to it. Mm. Traditionally for coaches um, that are doing that and people that are doing that for, I would say like the, the most part and not everyone, I'll explain how this works, right? Mm-hmm. So for some people, it might be their first course uh, and they just do that because it's their first course and they don't have the experience or they're very new in their business. Mm-hmm. They don't understand their audience. So then they're building the people have paid for something that they've said, you will get all this value. It'll change mm-hmm. your life. This will be the best marketing sales page ever. Give me $500. And when they get in there, the, the videos are terrible. That's not actually teaching anything. You can't learn. It's not actionable. And people are like, why did I just spend money? I feel like sure. you just took me for a ride. You know, I've right. just lost $500. And then, so what that has, the, the customer's really upset and they're like, you know, slandering online like don't buy this person because they just make terrible courses you're losing business because you haven't been able to deliver on what you said you wanted to deliver on so my advice right is to go back to that beta model create the content that is just a minimum course like give them something right Mm -hmm. and in that process and get them in for a reduced cost just be transparent honesty has never killed or hurt anyone Right, mm-hmm. just having the braveness and the courage to go, hey, yeah. this is a work in progress. This is what I want to create for you. This is what I'm going to walk through with you. This is the outcomes that I think you're going to get. Come in and help me try this out for a transaction. For, and you give me the feedback and the testimonials and I'll give it to you for like a really cheap price. That mm-hmm. feels like a much more holistic and integral business, you know, yeah, and that, that's what I want to kind of advocate for. I think that um, in the beginning too, especially depending on how many sales they've had and also where they are in their confidence level with, hey, I know the results I can receive. I know how I can help people. I know how to get them there. I think that's so brilliant because even if they are in a newer newer avenue and they haven't seen a lot of sales, that then shows them I can make money. You know, like I can do this. It gives them a little bit of like a, an ego boost, a little bit of like a, ah, like, yeah cool, we're doing this thing, you know, and I know I can help people, but now I get to prove that I can help people. Like so many people come to me because they feel that fraudness. They feel that like, Mm. well, who am I to do this? The imposter syndrome uh, just, yeah, takes over. So I I get it though, you know, um, when you're growing businesses and you have a small audience, creating what is perceived to be an extra revenue stream is a really good idea. Like who doesn't want money in their business? Absolutely. But my, my feedback to that would be, Hey, if you're not confident, people are going to buy your course before you build Mm -hmm. it. uh, Then you probably shouldn't be building it. Right. Like, because if you don't know that, (laughs) if you don't know if people are going to buy it or want it, then please don't, don't build it. Like just hold off, grow the audience build up your one-on-one programs. Like get, um, if you're strapped for time and you're feeling overwhelmed, raise the prices of your one-on-ones, mm-hmm. like cover for the extra revenue in some other capacity before going and adding on an extra stream, like a course that you might not know if it even sells. Cause that's the worst thing. Like I get people all the time, right? Here's the classic story. This beautiful lady, she came to me and she was just emotionally a wreck. She said, I worked so hard. I spent money. I've done all the videos. I did all the marketing. I got all these people to help me. I launched my course and no one bought it. 
and she was just a mess because she was like it like shook her because that's like all of the capital she had in her business now she's in debt like she spent all the tax money and i just said to like the really simple thing i said you know did did you ask them if they wanted a course and she was like well well no mm. and i just thought you know it's it's a lot more simple ask them get feedback validate the need mm. for the course would anyone like to do a course on this yeah. there is crickets then don't do the course you know yeah. it's just it breaks my heart because she had every best intention and she is extremely good at what she does and she has really great results for her clients and her business is growing and she's profitable and she has okay. she's got a, such a genuine heart but she didn't ask anyone she didn't validate it she just went and build it because she thought that that's what you needed to do and so mm. my advice is to just stop like just wait okay, let's go back. Let's have a look at the numbers. Let's see how much time this is going to take, what I can make from it. Validate the need, get people on their list. If you can only get, you know, seven people out of your audience onto a wait list to buy a course, that's less okay. than one person is going to buy your course by the standards of the numbers, right? So right. it's just, yeah, just pace it and work on what is, it goes back to what we're starting. Whatever is working in your business, do more that's of that. Really well. And right. then, yeah, like, and then just create the courses once you have that stability and that yeah. grounding, because honestly, it will, it will pay off so much more uh, in the long run. Like say for me, for example, for a person that builds online courses for like for everyone else, I don't have my own online course yet. Isn't that just crazy, right? Like, why wouldn't Paul, the course guy, have a how to build an online course? <laughs> it's just so simple, yeah. right? Because there is a huge audience. I have thousands of people that I could sell this course to. I have, right. again, hundreds of affiliates that would sell my course, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. What I want and what I see in my business is what is doing well is my, my agency model, that consulting and that mm -hmm. building app, super profitable. Really happy yeah. with that in my business. If I take away from that, I underserve my clients and I don't get to procure newer or bigger clients. Uh, mm. And that kind of puts off the growth of my business. Once that stabilizes, AKA I get a team like that gets into sales and maybe operations um, and project management. As soon as I get to that, then I have the ability to step away from my business and I can mm. start to develop the course. I could sell a course now and make, you know, 20, 30 grand, like happy days, fine. Okay. That would be really lovely and good. I'd be so happy. Yay. Mm -hmm. If I didn't, and I held off for, you know, another six months and then waited until I had a list of some of the biggest coaches in the industry. And I said, wow. here is the course we build. Here is the revenue that I made accrued all that revenue. And I say like, we have, I have built courses that generated $3 million in mm -hmm. revenue as my online course for nine ninety nine. What do you think is going to happen? Mm -hmm. Right? It's just, yeah. I can hold off now at 30,000 and I get a hundred K in like four months time. So yeah. it's just a, it's a, it's a pacing it, when you don't have that fear of, I don't have enough revenue or no money's coming in, or I have this anxiety about how am I going to grow my business? If you get your mindset, right. Yeah. Gee, anything is, is possible. Right? I know it sounds cliche, but if you're no. confident in what you're producing oh, in your yeah. business, then yeah, it changes everything. This is, I mean, this podcast, I talk about confidence all the time. We talk about mindset a lot, but what are some of your favorite mindset tricks that you've used or maybe you even help your clients with? Because I'm sure when launching, we all get a little bit crazy brain sometimes and we're like, are people going to sign up? Okay, people are going to sign up. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I did good. But, but are they going to sign up? And we go through this roller coaster. So what have you used or what do you really love helping with your clients with as well? Yeah. So, um, even I can tell you now, even the most successful multi-million dollar coaching clients still feel that they're like, ah, mm. no one's going to buy it. Like, where are they? <laughs> we'll lose um, did I say the right email? Or, like, and just it, any, your brain just niggles and niggles and niggles mm -hmm. and it gets really stressful. 
what I love uh, about my, uh, my my personality and going into those um, launches is I just have a it's just a, a calmness, peace, just a presence, right? It's mm. a it's just that stability. Like right? someone needs to come in and say, hey, like you can you're going off and it's like ah alarm bells, and just to have someone to go, okay, it's all right. Like we're still moving forward, we're still getting clients. Here's where it's working, and just kind of grounding back to what is working, mm-hmm. um, and removing the subjectiveness of your own inner talk. You know, I don't think people will buy it. Well, what is the yeah. reasoning that you're using to establish that? Because every yeah. other launch you've done has been six figures, like super high, multiple five figures for all of the other smaller products. Where in that process did you ever come to the point where no one was going to buy it, right? It's not mm-hmm. nothing. So you just have that fear because it's just your brain kind of talking. So go back on yeah. past evidence. Um, the other thing I find to be really helpful is... Um, to get out of our brain sometimes, I, get, I like to get logical. You know, I like to get pen to paper, put out maths and, and write it down. So yeah, absolutely. Um, if people if people don't think, yeah, if you take out the emotion out of it, uh, which is the trigger, right? That fear, mm-hmm. um, am I enough? Like that self-love, that self-worth, like I don't, yeah. I'm not good enough. No one's going to buy off me. If we take out that judgmentalness, judgment, judgmentalness isn't even a word, Brooke. Don't I like that. it. Um, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Keep yeah, running with well, it. <laughs> Um, if you take away that self-judgment and go into a really logical point like break it down into spreadsheets numbers if you're not a numbers person don't make it complicated just do how much sales you want to make um how much your price is how many people do you need to buy absolutely you know just one two three super simple if you want to make ten thousand and your course is you know two hundred dollars fifty sales right so it's just really simple uh, like that and you kind of work backwards you stagger it up uh, and it takes away that anxiety around it. Mm. Um, I think for me personally, um, as I'm going through these courses and in my own business, so this mm. might not answer your question, but I do a lot of journaling. So in the mornings, yeah. um, I have my own routine, get up and do some meditation, some journaling, go for a run. Uh, and mm. I find if I set myself up for the day like that, it just becomes a lot more Absolutely. Um, receptive, right? And just gives you that yeah. perspective. And then through the day, um, I really, really try because I've had to work on this over the years. I really try um, not being reactive to other people's um, mm. fears and needs and wants and like bursts. Yeah. And that has totally flipped because I'm usually the the helper, right? If someone's in trouble or needs something, I'm like, oh, I'll save you, right? Mm-hmm. And I found that that's if I just save everyone, I can't save myself, and then no one gets saved. So mm. it's been a really uh, a gradual shift away from okay let's respond here. What, what is happening? How can we work them through it, move them through it? Uh, and then um, we find that everyone is happy at the end. Yeah. I love this. Okay. So this podcast is all about stepping into your fiercely unstoppable self. So can you tell us about maybe a personal time that you overcame an obstacle and when you did, you felt really victorious? Cool. That's a good one. I feel like <laughs> I feel like every day that happens. I mean, like, it, it really the- does in business a little bit, doesn't it? You're like, yeah. okay, I overcame this. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've kind of already already touched on it, I suppose, in a sense, in my own kind of personal um, growth. But you know, it took me. Oh, maybe I didn't. So when I when I first started this business, mm-hmm. I I was not making money for months. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I was, I had the same skill sets. I'm the same person, right? I was Mm -hmm. super techie and nerdy and had, I was really, really good at breaking it down for people and the teacher, right? That's what your teachers do. So I had the techie side. Um, I was into the courses and programs. So I had the educational side and I'm a nerd for marketing and copywriting (laughs) and sales and things like that. 
had the same skill set and I could not sell a thing. I was trying every single type of product and it just wasn't working. It was like coaching and consulting and just, just wasn't working until, and I, and I wanted to give up so many times. I was like, mm. I just need to go get a job again. Like I'm, I can't do this. Um, I'm a failure, right? Like no one's going to buy off me. I don't know anything. And that went on for months. It was, uh, thank goodness I was living in Bali because I was eating my like $1.50 megarang uh, noodles <laughs> and like coming out of the side of like a street corner that's like a hot pot on a brick fire. And they're like, <laughs> is it chicken? Who really knows? But it's going down anyway. And that was my life, right? That was it. Yeah. I was just scraping oh, by on $1.50 noodles. And uh, my, my rent, like I was staying in like the dodgiest places, like $6 a night. I'm like, oh, does this even get washed? Who knows? That was my life. And I was like, I cannot keep this up. Like I am struggling. Mm-hmm. And then it clicked, right? And then this, this model of this done for you, like I will, I will take that off your hands. Like mm-hmm. coaches coming to me like, I don't really have the time to do it or the expertise, you know, can you do it for me? Mm-hmm. I remember like my first course that I built was for like, I don't know, I think it was like 1500 bucks or something like that. And I built the whole thing, the entire course, all of the funnels, wow. sales, marketing, things like that. Now it's like 15 grand. Right. And so it's just the, the trajectory that I came, but until I, I realized that and I started getting like this, this market um, match, like my offer and the market got in sync mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. This is it. So then I just reached out to um, a handful of the highest profile coaches that I knew um, that I had a relationship with. And mm-hmm. I just said, I will build your course for free. I was like, I'm eating noodles anyway, right? Like I, I now have like a, a tiny bit of cash to give me yeah. like six or eight weeks runway in eight weeks. Like I have to, I have to fly back home. Like my, you know, I, I have to do something. I'm going right. to starve. And so I was, I reached out to these people and said, I will build your course. I will sell your course. Um, wow. One of them, he's, he's in the, like the tens of millions a year. And I remember talking to him wow. uh, and he's in a business coaching and he's a very, very, very masculine uh, man. And he's like, you mean to tell me that my course, which is the best, you know, uh, fitness program in the world uh, <laughs> is uh, you can fix it. You can make it better. And I just said to him the most convincing thing. I was like, yes, I can give it to me. And I'm just, I didn't know. I was like, Oh my God, I hope this comes out. I hope this doesn't. Anyway, I did. I went in there and, and I just, I did it all. Like I I broke it all up. I gave him all that feedback and advice. And now he's managed to take that program from what it was like this one-on-one program, tying up his team members to this completely asynchronous um, thing. And it's still like four and a half grand a pop. Um, People are coming in there, um, you know, every week and now it's just running itself. And he still credits me to that. Now that whole wedge of his business is, is running super, super profitable six Mm. figures just for that product. Wow. All because I told him that I can fix it. And then I got a great testimonial. He referred me to another person, right? And the next person. And then it just grew. And then I was like, mm. okay, I got this now. Then I had the capital to be able to invest in the, in my own kind of time to do marketing and resource. And I just wouldn't shut up on social media. I put out as much free content <laughs> as possible. I got into groups. I was just sharing video. And people were like, are you serious? You're giving away all of like your stuff for free. Like, what, like, what, are, yeah. you, what are you doing? Like, how, how are you going to sell anything? Like, this is so good. I usually pay for this. Mm-hmm. And that's the model, right? Mm-hmm. If my free stuff is better than what you can pay for somewhere Absolutely. else, that's when I get the profitable business. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's how it kind of works. And yeah, fast forward months ahead. Um, I was doing really, really well in the business by then. Forbes picked me up. It's just gone even bigger. Uh, and then, yeah, where the, yeah, the start of 2019, yeah. it's just, it's grown from there. So fiercely love, unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> I love those overcomer stories because I think sometimes people think that 
oh, you, well, you've been successful for a while. So you, you just got this going on. Like you, there's something about yeah. you that I just don't have. And that's just not true. So it's like, if we could translate mm -hmm. that over into, you know, I know we have a lot of coaches, we have a lot of um, maybe network marketers that listen to this too. So it's like, okay, reaching out to people, offering help, offering help, yeah. right? Like yeah. how can, how could you translate everything almost that you kind of did like marketing tips that someone could do to be able to like, I just want to grow, you know, I just want to yeah. grow and help and, and then the income will come. Yeah. Exactly. Because, um, I, my first designer that I hired, um, was this lady and she reached out to me. She said, I downloaded your freebie, like a mini course, one of the other course, download freebie. Um, could have used some TLC. So here's the, here's the redone version. And like, oh. I'm, I can't draw stick figures, right? Like I am horrendous. <laughs> I am like absolutely terrible. And so I created this freebie, sent it out and she just sent back this beautifully like Adobe Illustrator design PDF, mm. used my photos, sent it back to me. I hired her. I was like, gave her money like that. And I didn't know. Right. So she oh. was struggling to get clients. Mm. Uh, and she just sent me this thing now. And then she was making like two and a half K a month just off me alone. Right. Out of the work. Like her business changed overnight just because wow. she offered help and she gave something for free. Um, wow. And it's just no, and she didn't say anything about, I want to work with you. She didn't, she didn't even know I needed a designer. Well, she probably did because she saw the design, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it was just, yeah. And I've heard the same model and I've taught the yeah. same thing to, to other people that I've helped in, in their business, you know, developers and things like that. I've said, go and build up a landing page on, you know, just a, like a Squarespace or Wix or WordPress, whatever it is, and send that page to them and say, Hey, look, I've taken what you've got on your website. Here's what I can build for you. Let me know. You know, I can just install this for you and no worries. Mm -hmm. I was just doing a little fun craft project. Then they're like, um, okay. Yeah, sure. right. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, that's, that's probably the, my, was yeah. my secret, my hack to, to growing. I mean, I knew I had the skill set. I knew I was, um, I could do what I wanted to, but I just couldn't get past that hurdle. And it was just, once I got that foot in the door, the, the rest opened up. It opened up. So Oh, that's incredible. And I think it just gives so many people like, okay, this is happening. It gives that the, the little bit of boost of, 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 I don't even want to say hope because I, I think that's bullshit. Like of, I know this is going to work out. I know this is going to happen. Like I have a belief system that I've embedded into my brain that the more I give, the more money I make, you know? And it's just, I think that's a really good place to be is like, how can I give love today? Or how can I give someone something today? So yeah. Man, I feel like we could talk all day. This has been incredible. So many awesome tips, so many awesome points. Thank you so much for sharing that story too, because I think it's so incredible to hear where people came from and where they are now, especially those bigger people that we see in the online space. And we're like, who are you? You know, so that <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I am. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. It was a great chat. I can't believe we've just smashed through 50 minutes of uh, <laughs> conversation. It feels like 20 minutes. So um, yeah, thank you for the invite. First guy. Um, yeah, very proud, so thank you. <laughs> and uh, thanks to the audience for listening along. If you've got this far, uh, I appreciate you. Well done. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, 
that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.